This is 3 News Now, your daily update on everything Northeast Ohio with Stephanie Haney. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to 3 News Now. Today is Wednesday, January 5th, 2022. I am Stephanie Haney here with your top stories from WKYC.com and our WKYC app. We start off with an update about an, an officer involved deadly shooting over the weekend in Canton. We do now have the body camera footage from that incident. Now that is on WKYC.com. I will warn you, and there are warnings in the article, that it is graphic content. The video shows an officer outside of a home on 10th Street Southwest. This is shortly after midnight and he can be heard talking about his location and then rapid gunshots ring out from a fenced-in area nearby. The officer, according to police in a press release, was outside of his vehicle, confronted a subject who began to shoot the firearm, and then the officer was in fear for his safety, according to the authorities, fired at the subject, did hit him. That man was taken to a hospital and he later died. He's been identified as 46-year-old James Williams. The Ohio Bureau of Criminal Investigation is investigating the officer-involved shooting as is protocol. The woman, who has been identified as the wife of James Williams, told the Canton Repository that he was shooting celebration gunfire into the air to ring in the new year. Here's a quote from that woman. Out of the blue, he said he got shot. He got hit. I don't know where it came from. Nobody said anything. They didn't say police. They didn't say freeze. They didn't say drop your weapon. They just shot him. If you'd like to see that video, which again, I do warn you, is graphic. We do have that on WKYC.com. Now we have an update. There's been another earthquake that hit near East Lake. This is the second one within 24 hours. This is after a 2.8 magnitude earthquake hit the area on Tuesday morning. Another one was recorded in the same area today. Now, Jeff Fox, who's with the Ohio Department of Natural Resources, says the second one registered 2.0 magnitude. It was an aftershock, he said, less than one kilometer away from where the earthquake happened on Tuesday. This morning, it happened at 5.25 a.m., and it happened at a depth of 2.7 kilometers. On Tuesday, it happened at 8.20 a.m., so less than 24 hours apart, about 1.9 miles northeast of Timberlake, and that was at a depth of 5 kilometers. Fox says that the earthquake hit around the same location as the 4.0 magnitude earthquake in 2019, and it's been associated with the fault line in Lake Erie. He says there's already a seismometer in Lake County at the Lake Erie Bluffs, and this summer they're going to go and improve that site because they've been getting more activity there now, and they're able to detect more activity. Now let's take a look at the latest COVID-19 numbers in from the Ohio Department of Health. Today there have been 19,750 new reported cases of COVID-19 in the last 24 hours. The positivity rate, which means the percent of tests for COVID-19 that are coming back positive, is at 30.5% right now, down ever so slightly from yesterday's 30.8%. The total number of people who have been confirmed to have died from COVID-19 here in Ohio is now 29,674. The total number of people in the hospital being treated for COVID-19 right now is 6,457. That number continues to climb. We had a big increase yesterday. Today, an increase of almost 200 more people hospitalized. Out of those people, out of those roughly 6,500 people in the hospital right now, 1,324 of them are being treated in an intensive care unit. 
Ohio Governor Mike DeWine talked today one-on-one -on -one exclusively with 3 News' Maureen Kyle, and he has a message for schools in the middle of this COVID-19 case surge. He's telling schools to mandate masks. You know, some districts are adjusting their COVID safety protocols in response to this surge of, surge of cases. Here's what DeWine said. If we want our kids to stay in school, the most important thing we can do is have them vaccinated and to have the schools mandate masking. One school that has done that, one district that has done that is Avon Lake. They announced actually on December 30th that they would be reinstituting a face mask requirement for all students that's pre-K through 12. And this will be in effect through at least January 28th. And at that point, it will be reevaluated. Superintendent of Avon Lake School District Bob Scott said this. None of us like masking. We will get out of masking just as soon as we can by working together. Students, staff, parents, our community will be able to do that sooner rather than later. However, there's a group of parents in the school district who do not agree with this. So they've started raising money in a GoFundMe campaign in case they need to take or choose to take legal action against the district to stop the mandate from happening. So the description says that they plan to have an attorney named Warner Mendenhall send a letter to the district to stop the mandate from going into effect. And if the letter is not successful, we can then proceed with the lawsuit. That's what the fundraiser says. This was started by a parent named Jennifer Drabic. Now Mendenhall is an attorney based out of Akron. He said he was asked by the parents to talk with Avon Lake and to tell them about the state laws that apply here and why he believes that under the current state law, they're in violation of state law by putting in these types of programs. Now Mendenhall believes that masks can be detrimental to children and that schools don't have the right to mandate mask wearing. He added that schools need to be brought, according to him, back within the limits of their authority. He says the parents need to make the decision. That's the traditional rule of the parents. Now, speaking as an attorney, I am licensed here in Ohio. I haven't taken a look at the laws that Mendenhall is referring to here, but I would be inclined to say that the mask mandates probably fall within the same concept as the school dress code. That would be the position that I would be inclined to assume that they do have the authority to do this. However, again, I haven't looked at those laws, but uh, we'll see what happens there. And we'll, of course, keep you posted on what happens in Avon Lake. Now, speaking of changes to be made and rules and regulations, the NFL, we're learning, has uh, some, some big changes for the draft situation in the upcoming year. The NFL has now issued a warning to teams that they could lose a draft pick and be fined if representative from teams conduct themselves unprofessionally in interviews with draft prospects. So there was a memo that was obtained by the Associated Press that was sent out to NFL teams on Wednesday. The league said that a team could give up a draft pick between the first and fourth round and be fined a minimum of $150,000 if the league determines that a club representative displayed conduct that is, quote, disrespectful, inappropriate, or unprofessional during an interview. That's quite vague. That could be many things. And the memo said that fines or suspensions of individual club employees could also be imposed. So this memo said. Now, there are other changes, too. Here's another big one. They're also getting rid of the controversial Wonderlick test. Now, this is an intelligence test. The NFL has said that it has been seeking to find ways to improve the professional and medical experience for draft prospects at the Combine. If you want to learn more about the changes coming for the NFL when it comes specifically to the draft, we have that at WKYC.com. Now, speaking of our own very specific NFL situation here, the Cleveland Browns backup quarterback Case Keenum, who is expected to play on Sunday against the Cincinnati Bengals, said that it was a small miracle sometimes that Baker Mayfield could play some of those weeks where he's been playing injured. 
He says that Baker is one of the gutsiest, toughest performances of a quarterback playing in a season he's ever seen. He said there were some weeks getting him onto the field was a small miracle. That's a quote from him. Now, we know that Makefield has been battling injuries. He had a torn labrum, started that in week two over the Houston Texans. It got worse when he got sacked by J.J. Watt in week six. Did end up missing at least one game for that. He also dealt with knee and foot injuries at different points during the season. And so now we know that he will not play against the Cincinnati Bengals on Sunday to finish out the regular season. But you have to wonder, if it was such a small miracle getting him on that field, why didn't Keenum play more? That's a question that only the Browns organization can answer. We do know that Baker Mayfield was adamant about wanting to play, but you have to wonder who's really calling the shots on the team in that situation. So right now the Browns are 7-9. and nine. The best the team can finish is 8-9, and nine, and that does put us at another losing season. Although, a far cry from the 0-16 season, but it is another losing season. Kind of tough to swallow after last year's winning season and going to the playoffs and getting to beat the Steelers back-to-back to close out the regular season and get through that wild card game. But here we are. So we'll see what happens. On Sunday, when the Browns take on the Cincinnati Bengals for the final home game and the final regular season game, and the final game for the Browns this season. Now, there's a lot of people who have a lot of commentary about Baker Mayfield, and he has it has not been kind, to say the least. Well, when a third-grade student, Brooklyn Shoe of Lorraine, heard about it, her mom was talking to her about it. Her mom told her that Baker was having a tough time she decided to write him a letter. So she wrote that letter and she talked to our three news team and she said that she hopes that people will stop being mean to him and that they put hope in him. And in her letter to Baker Mayfield, she included some of the things that she likes to do when she's having a tough time. She says, something I do to help me feel better is watch funny videos and play with my dog. And if you do not have a dog, a cat is fine too. Maybe Baker can borrow some time with Swagger Jr. to help him help cheer him up especially after he's got to get that surgery now her mom mailed the letter to the Browns hoping that it would get to Baker and I did see that Emily Mayfield by the way saw that post because her mom also posted it on social media so we do know that Baker certainly saw it because Emily shared that post on her Instagram story really sweet sentiment from that third grader in Lorraine Brooklyn you are a kind heart all right, one more thing to let you know before we go here. A Cleveland artist says he's got an agreement to buy Sokolowski's University in property. Now, this has been a staple here in Cleveland since 1923. Very popular for its pierogies, its cabbage. You know, it's got those signature Polish and Eastern European dishes. But it closed in March of 2020, and the family said that they would be closing it forever, looking for a buyer because of the pandemic, of course, but also they just kind of wanted to enjoy the fruits of their labor for all these years. So. They said they were looking forward to finding the right buyer and hoping that someone would use the landmark in a way that does it justice from its storied legacy here in Cleveland. And that person is local artist Giancarlo Caliccia. He said he is in agreements to do it. He said that it's not completely finalized, but the process should be finalized in the next 30 to 40 days. So roughly within a month here. He is a native of Italy and he became close friends with the Sokolowskis when he first came to Cleveland in the mid-1980s. He is based in Tremont, where the University Inn is. He's, he's the subject of local and international fame for his paintings and sculptures. A lot of them are actually featured at Kent State University. 
He says it was a bit emotional to buy this iconic location from what he calls the great family of the Sokolowskis. He's not yet sure exactly what he's going to do with it yet, but he says that he does think Northeast Ohio will be very interested in whatever comes next. And one final thing to let you know before we go here, this is something that we've talked about for a while, Beyond Meat and KFC, can we just talk about the partnership that we've all been waiting for? Uh, you all may know, I actually don't eat meat, but we do now know that Beyond Meat is bringing a chicken item. A, uh, with the apostrophe, you know, it's not it's not real chicken. It's a plant-based chicken alternative, and that's coming to KFC, and it's starting on Monday, and I am very excited about that. So I just wanted to share that information with all of you in case you are similarly excited about that, or maybe you could share that with the plant-based person in your life. That is it for your 3 News Now update today for Wednesday, January 5th. I will see you back here tomorrow with more 3 News Now. Thanks for listening to 3 News Now with Stephanie Haney from WKYC Studios. Subscribe now so you never miss an update. And find more on everything you heard here on WKYC.com and in the WKYC app.